I'm Vincent Rest, the student reporter from Vienna, sitting here with Pierre Guillet de Montoux. We're here at Copenhagen Business School for the latest workshop in integrating humanities and social sciences into business education. Pierre has been key in facilitating this movement from the beginning and will tell us about how it started. So, what, is, what would you say is the root of the, of the movement of reforming management education and integrating humanities and social sciences? And how did it all begin um, and leading up to the, to the Carnegie Report? Uh, how did it begin? Well, I mean, the Carnegie Report we call Carnegie 2 because uh, there was a report 50 years ago yeah. almost, which we call Carnegie 1. And in the Carnegie 1 report 50 years ago, they were saying that uh, management education should be much more scientific, much more quantitative, uh, and uh, the only way to do correct management education was to to introduce decision making theories and 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 lots of lots of modeling and things like that and that Carnegie report 50 years ago was immensely successful in the sense that it influenced the design of the business education programs the MBA programs and so on for 50 years uh, 2011 came Carnegie 2 and the amazing thing with that is that so many things had happened in the world, like the environmental crisis, like the financial crises, like the rise of, of the Chinese empire, you could say. Um, so now this report is actually saying we were wrong, we should do it the other way around, and now it's time to introduce humanities and liberal arts. So um, when, when the first Carnegie report um, was published, was it immediately implemented at that time to, to business studies or that did was it also a, take some time? No, well, I mean, the, the, the first Carnegie were like a manifestation of a movement that was going on after the Second World War in the 50s and the 60s to make more efficient leader education and management education in the States first and then it was exported to uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. So um, th that report came out in a time when lots of young people were generously invited by America to go over and make PhDs, which they did in these uh, business schools, came back to Europe and knew how to do it and implemented it in Europe and so on and so forth. And so, like you, you've been the first one of European teachers to take up that report um, that was published in the US and uh, what was what was the reason why you wanted to bring it to Europe? The Carnegie 2 report, yeah. I mean, the latest exactly. one. Well, uh, actually, um, I had just arrived to CBS as a professor of philosophy of management and I have a friend uh, who is a professor of philosophy at the Stern School of Business in New York University. He had visited us one time and had seen what was going on in CBS and then suddenly sent me an email saying, hey, yesterday I had a group of philosophers here from Carnegie um, Foundation to my class, and they are obviously doing a report on how I educate people in philosophy. And I think, he said to me, I think this is something for you guys, and they should come and visit you because you're good at that. So that's how I got in touch with it. Then the report was published, 2011, and uh, immediately we invited over uh, one of the authors, just one could come, uh, and that was Bill Sullivan, whom you met today and who's done a seminar today, uh, three years later, uh, with the philosophy students at the CBS, Copenhagen Business School. 
And um, what exactly happened in between? So what hap- were the steps leading up to the conference in Copenhagen? The first conference, 2011, was uh, Copenhagen Business School inviting um, progressive, interested management teachers all over the world to come and discuss the Carnegie Report. So we did a big conference, lots of keynotes, and all that is documented, by the way, if you want to have a look at it. Uh-huh. We got it on video, we got it on transcription, etc., etc. Uh, after that... Um, Bill Sullivan, one of the authors of the report, went back to the States and uh, was contacted by something called the Aspen Institute. The Aspen Institute is an institute that has been going on for 30 years, uh, introducing leaders, political leaders, business leaders, social leaders, etc., to uh, philosophical reasoning. The Aspen Institute thought this was a great thing, I mean, the Carnegie Report. So they said, we want, to, we want to help implement this in American colleges and universities. And then Bill Sullivan said, why not some Europeans? Why don't you invite CBS? And that's how we got into that. And immediately when we got invited, we say, hey, we are very good, but we have a partner university called the St. Gallen University. They're good too, why don't you take them? So say, hey, okay, we'll come over. And then finally... The Barcelona School, ESADE, CBS, and St. Gallen University took part in that discussion. We met twice. We met American colleagues. We discussed with them what sort of education should it be, how should it be made, and so on and so forth. Can you um, shortly describe what was the exact criticism that was expressed uh, in, in CR2? What was expressed as a criticism? Well, the criticism was that... Um, The original ideas of an MBA, what that should contain, the the topics, the courses taught and so on, had sort of permeated not only um, graduate education but also undergraduate education. And uh, what these researchers, Bill Sullivan, Thomas Ehrlich and Colby, that's the guys who wrote this Carnegie 2 report, what they found out when we went round to, to American schools was that people were, or students, were actually believing that the economic models they learned at school, in class, that these models were the reality. So they didn't even, it seemed, they didn't even have an idea that actually you learn theories in university. And these theories may be wrong or right, there may be other theories and other models, but it seemed like they took, you know, the agency theory, the rational choice theory, um, as, as the truth. So there was very little reflection. And then they also found that, and they were amazed by that, that um, the report, they did the investigation during the financial, just after the first big crash of the financial crisis, So they came to the business schools and thought, hey, that must be something all the students talk about with their teachers. What's going on? What's happening? What will happen in the future? And they found nothing of that. So uh, what they are saying in the report is that they are so amazed that what they call teachable moments, things that happen today, so to speak, that these things were not immediately brought into class and discussed with the students. So they say, they must, we must do something else. There must be something, something more. And the third thing... And that is, I'm sorry, it's long here, but I'm trying to condense it. But the third thing is that um, uh, the Carnegie Foundation, their main concern is that professional education should be in touch with society. 
and what they have found in education, business education, also in engineering education, law education and so on, is that uh, it, there is a lack of civic engagement, they call it, on behalf of the students. So students go in and do their, teach, do their learning, so to speak. They learn the models, they learn the techniques, but they are not devoting much time to considering where do these techniques fit in, how does society look like, how can we change society, what are the problems in society. And that's what they wanted to introduce. So um, today, um, the issue of student empowerment and, and the role of student in classes was um, addressed a lot. Could you just quickly describe what you think should be the role of the different actors, so um, students, um, teachers and institutions, in your opinion? Well, today we had the so-called Hanyal uh, seminar, which is also a spin-off of this, this movement, you can say supported by the Haniel Foundation, and we discussed, people mainly from CBS and from St. Gallen University, what is the situation today in the classroom for, for business and management students. And one topic that came up is, it seems like we teachers, faculty, maybe we don't know very much about the situation of the students when they sit there, how much in debt they may be, their problems or concerns of getting jobs, Uh, what they think is useful knowledge or not, how they look upon us when we lecture and when they have all the social media and they can tap, you know, online in classroom, etc., etc. So it seems like one very important thing is to, to realize what kind of different characters are the students. I mean, we know probably, I'm, I, I, I fear that we know probably, I mean, we are management teachers, professors, we know probably less about our consumers than any kind of retail store that does consumer research. Mm. What should be, what should be the, the role of, of teachers and institutions in that process? Well, to be alert and to have, have students, uh, activate students so that they learn, um, learn actively themselves and are not spoon-fed with the stuff, of course. So things like, like uh, studio pedagogy, I mean, splitting up the classroom, doing much more interesting surroundings uh, architecturally and, and, and pedagogically uh, trips study tours and th things like that are, are we have to experiment with this in order for the students to be to develop and be more active and last question what would you suggest should be the next steps for this movement and maybe also um, at the implementation of um, some of these measures already that have already been proposed well I think it's important to realize that humanities and liberal arts have a real place in the business school. But I think this will not be taken really seriously if we don't understand the fact about what management knowledge and management research is today. If we understand what actually management research is about, we will realize that philosophy, sociology, ethnography, history, tap into this research. Because if you look at what management researchers are doing, and I mean what they are doing is basically what will come up in the textbooks or will be taught in the class. If you look at what they're doing, they are doing studies which are on the verge of they're touching philosophy, touching sociology, touching ethnography and, and anthropology. So they are already there. And we must realize that it's not a matter of invading, pushing out management research. It's a matter of doing it much better by having humanities and liberal arts. Okay, so thanks very much. Um, this is Vincent Rest for Student Reporters uh, talking to Pierre Juillet de Montaux.